0: Today on this episode of Going Deeper, we are talking about the resurrection of Jesus and what that means for our lives here today. I'm your host, Kyle McCaskill.
1: I'm Haley Kesterson.
0: And I'm Josh Mandrell. So join us as we go deeper. All right, well, welcome back. And we are, uh, I guess, jumping into the resurrection of Jesus, which, you know, we just had Easter. So still happy Easter, people. And I find it very interesting the kind of going through these passages that we have today and reading the different accounts and how those kind of all come together to Really, give us the, I guess, the narrative of the resurrection. So let's just Definitely. dive right in. Yeah.
1: And I think you worded that just right. It is, it's the narrative. We know that um, there's lots of historical facts that point um, to that this happened. And even, you know, outside historians and scholars that are not Christian believers know that something happened here, right? Um, But it is a narrative in that it's told in different accounts by Mm -hmm. different people. And um, that's an important thing for us to remember, that everyone picks up on different details. That's why some of the things might be told differently. Um, And I loved this, and I was kind of researching this. The first thing that kind of comes up when you're Googling, you know, the resurrection of Jesus is, did it or did not happen? And and then what are all the, like, I guess— Arguments that it mm-hmm. might not happen. So, yeah. if if this didn't happen, if Jesus did not raise from the dead, this is quite literally the biggest conspiracy theory of all time, yeah, no doubt. right? Like right. They, it would, the fact that we landed on the moon that wouldn't mm-hmm. even hit a close second. Yeah. I mean, there <laughs> right, are so right. many people that believe that this happened. Um, there's a couple of fun theories just to talk about on why people maybe argue that it didn't. Um, the first one, they call it the swoon theory that Jesus like didn't actually die on the cross. He went into a deep coma mm-hmm. or like a swoon.
0: They probably don't know much about crucifixion then. So, right, exactly. Right, right. That, that's,
1: and that's what even non-Christian or Jewish scholars say. Like that they don't know about the yeah. torture of right. the crucifixion.
2: Because <laughs> even if you came off the cross slightly alive, mm-hmm. you die. Yeah. After going through yeah. what a crucifixion is. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if the death didn't happen immediately on the cross, mm-hmm. you don't survive that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or he's
0: not mostly dead.
2: Like
1: Princess Bride. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but right. and right. if exactly. you did, would you have the strength to push a stone? away yeah, you know right. what i mean like these are so that one's just it's kind of funny mm-hmm. and this um there's another theory that the the women who saw the res or went back to the tomb went to the wrong tomb mm-hmm. and like that's <laughs> like i don't know how you would get like you're going to visit like your grandma and you go to mm-hmm. the wrong grave like i don't know right. what like you wouldn't know um, Whoops. Yeah. yeah um <laughs> or the this article um the psychologist who's they're asking as a professional about this theory of um, hallucinations. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hallucina- hallucinations don't really work like that. Like mass 500 people don't have the same hallucina- hallucination right. and then multiple people write it down. Right? Uh-huh. Um, it, it's just funny. She's like, I'm not a Christian, but they just don't work like right. that. that mm-hmm. Like that makes no sense. So it's kind of funny um, that that the different theories about why maybe this didn't happen, um, but we have lots of evidence that it did, yeah. and uh-huh. um, it's fun to talk about all yeah. the different all the different theories. Right. Well,
0: and I, I think <clears throat> it was interesting to me as I was reading the passages for this week that they included the whole bit about it not in the plan but in scripture about the the Jewish leaders being like, oh, hey, and by the way, they're going to say this. So,
2: you know, here's some money. Right. Keep your mouth shut, you know. <laughs> Which in the the scripture, that's another theory that's mm-hmm. still held by a lot of the Jewish tradition. Yeah. Is that, yeah, the disciples moved the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Matthew says, this is where it came from. You know, the mm-hmm. chief priest said, here's some money. Say that the disciples moved the, the body. Yeah. And that further goes down, but... Like Haley was saying, there's, you know, all, besides the prophecies that led up to all of this, which we've talked about in previous weeks, and how this happened exactly according to the prophecies, besides the tomb being empty, there is so much more evidence. um, And we see that in Mm -hmm. these gospel stories. Um, You know, the fact that the disciples, you know, they they told the story Mm -hmm. over and over again. Um, you would not tell the story. So, if they just had a, halluc- a hallucination mm-hmm. saying that I felt Jesus came back to life, is not you know something that could be prosecuted or persecuted for. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to to become martyrs for a cause mm-hmm. takes a big enough conviction that it happened. Yeah. So I think that it's hard to look at these gospel stories and say that. The disciples, at least, weren't 100% sure Mm -hmm. that they didn't see just an image of Jesus or felt him come back in their heart. They Mm -hmm. literally saw the risen Jesus, and they told that story, and they are eyewitnesses. And so as we get in the Gospels, you know, it's a narrative. I like to look at it as witness testimony Mm -hmm. in a way um, that— and that's why the details are so great in there. Like, yeah. So you jump from gospel to gospel. And there's t- tiny tweaks. So if sure. all of us saw a fight on the playground, we might say this happened and this happened. But the gist of this guy landed on the mm-hmm. ground yeah. and this guy was bleeding and this guy, yeah. you know, is is all consistent with those stories. Mm-hmm. As as long as we get that John got there first. Right. That's my favorite <laughs> part. Yes. That is where ministry <laughs> and the, 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 the gospel, the John... Uh, account he emphasizes uh-huh. like twice actually yeah. that Peter and I <laughs> were running and I got th- and John and I got there first yeah. and so but mm-hmm. to me I, we joke about that and there's comp there's ministry competition which still exists today right mm. but uh-huh. part of the, for me the reason that's included mm-hmm. is even though that is not essential to the resurrection story right it lends credibility to I was there yeah like I got there first. Like mm-hmm. if, if you just, if you made up a story, you wouldn't have that kind of detail. Mm-hmm. And those are the kind of details when you're giving a, a testimony. I yeah. witnessed something, you pack in those tiny details mm-hmm. and that's, that's throughout. And so the fact that the tomb was empty, the, the disciples saw all of these um I mean they they saw Jesus in multiple accounts the yeah. risen lord and they told it and they were contemporaries they were there right and they started writing this down and and telling this soon mm-hmm. so most people believe that mark is the first composer, and Mm -hmm. the thought is within 20 years, he's recording this. So this is still being recorded and written down, not after it's been passed down orally over and over again, but literally in the contemporary. Mm -hmm. And the disciples told the story that I saw Jesus to everybody in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So if it didn't occur, everybody there would know, yeah. you know, there's still the tomb over there. Uh-huh. Like, they, I mean, it's not like they went far out and tried to tell a story. They told it where it happened, mm-hmm. and so this was very common knowledge. I think we try to get distant to events, or as we get distant, we we you know uh, it might not have happened, right? Um, and it's really important. I think as Haley was saying, to look at this is this is this is historical. Like, yeah. this is a historical event. Um, that was not only recorded in the Bible, but we do have, and that's our our chief evidence. Yeah. But there's other traditions and other historians that were contemporary of the time that also wrote this down. Mm-hmm. That also wrote, and I'm not an apologist like you know Josh McDowell and Lee Strobel and all these guys. Yeah. But for those people that are out there that are super intellectual, um, that struggle with this mm-hmm. grab one of those books like a case for christ or whatever if you really want to see how the you know the prophecies were fulfilled mm-hmm. if you want to see the details of the evidence that the resurrection happened we skimmed over it but mm-hmm. um if that's it's if that's your hang up it's worth doing yeah because absolutely. as we'll talk about this is essential like mm-hmm. this is essential Jesus believing the resurrection is is essential. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and that goes into the Paul passage too. Right, so. and yeah. and uh,
0: to further what you're saying is, you know, there's a lot of things in the church throughout history. There have been disagreements about, you know, this thing, that thing, whatever. You know, can we eat pork? Can we not eat pork? You know, all the different things that from the beginning we had disagreements about.
2: Mm-hmm. But this one. We can't. Right.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's you know. a good point. Well, and
2: I, I agree with that. So, you know, I think back to previous things where we bring up a point about, you know, this man kind of appeared over here and he was over here. And we say, well, that if you want to believe that literally you can, if you want to believe that figuratively you can. And, you know, uh, Pastor Doug says, and you'd still be right. You know, yeah. you can uh-huh. believe this or if you yeah. want to believe that. Joan was really swallowed by a well, you can. If you want to believe it's an allegory, you can't, because those aren't they're they're stories and they're important no matter yeah. whether you believe mm-hmm. the literal or the figurative. And tons of people smarter than me will argue it. But you can't argue <laughs> that this wasn't literal. Yeah. Jesus had mm-hmm. to literally be resurrected in the body, mm-hmm. come back to life, because that's the essential part of our faith. Right. Like mm-hmm. this if Jesus just died on the cross, we'd be dead to sin, but we wouldn't be alive. Like we wouldn't be alive Mm -hmm. in Christ. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you have to, you know, it can't be a a denominational or theological debate that the Mm -hmm. resurrection happened. Like it's essential. And that's what Paul says is that, you know, you have to, this is, this is what you were converted to, Mm -hmm. to, Mm -hmm. to believe that Christ was resurrected. He fulfilled, He took the sins of the world and everybody on the cross and came back to life so we can have eternal life. Right.
1: Yes, Josh, I think you're right on. This is essential to what we believe as Christians. And even Paul says it, that if the resurrection didn't happen, then Mm -hmm. what the heck are we doing? Let's just all eat, drink, and be merry because tomorrow we die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And we'll talk about that more when Mm -hmm. we talk about the Corinthians passage. But um, I wanted to hop in on just for those intellectuals out there that like to solve the mysteries. And if you're really into learning how to defend the faith, um, I love and just some other research that I've done, that there have been multiple people throughout history that didn't believe in Jesus, but agree that, like we said earlier, that something happened here according mm-hmm. to the resurrection. And so if that is you, if you need to dig into this more, then then do it, and God's gonna open your eyes to a lot of things. But he may not answer every question the way you want him to. Um, Paula Fredrickson is a a scholar, a non-Christian scholar. And, and this is what she says about in her quest to figure out if this whole resurrection thing was w- real. She says, I know that the people that saw in their own terms believed that Jesus was raised. And there, are, there is historical evidence that we have after the fact that attests to that. Now, I'm not saying that Jesus really raised from the dead. I wasn't there, which tends to be the argument, mm-hmm. um, right? That people use. I wasn't there, yeah. Which right. I wasn't either, right. you know. So <laughs> um, no one that's alive today was. Mm-hmm. She says, "I don't know what they saw, but I know this much as a historian that they must have seen something." Mm-hmm. And it, it's so funny that she says that because like when I think about my own faith journey, one of my favorite stories is um, when Jesus is healing um, the man at the pool in John chapter five. And all of these people can't believe that this man got healed on the Sabbath and the disciples are questioning and everyone's around like, what's going on? Who's this man? Ah, they don't know. And um, that's what our world is today. What's going on? Who's this man? Ah, like they don't know what's, what to do with Jesus. But the man, he he, they ask him like, who healed you? What happened? How can you all of a sudden walk? And he goes, um, You know, I don't know. I I don't know Mm -hmm. who he is. I I don't know where he's from or whatever. But I know that the man who made me well, the man who healed me, he said to me, pick up your mat and walk. Mm -hmm. And so he picked up his mat and he walked because the man who made him well told him to. Right. Mm -hmm. And like this scholar says, she's like, I don't know. I don't know. I Mm -hmm. wasn't there. I don't know who this Jesus is, blah, blah, blah. But I know something.
0: Something happened. Happened. Mm -hmm. So
1: if you look at the story of Mm -hmm. non-Christians and Christians, sometimes they're pretty similar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know all the things but the difference is that one was willing to let Jesus heal him and experience something. Mm-hmm. And so we, we're faced with this question, Am I going to explore this whole resurrection mm-hmm. thing and allow Jesus to maybe make me well? and, yeah. and thus I would believe too? Mm-hmm. Or I don't. I, mm-hmm. We choose one of those options. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, they're not mutually exclusive to believe in Christ and the resurrection intellectually. And or say, Christ, reveal yourself to me mm-hmm. in a spiritual way, like yeah. God, show yourself to be real. I think a lot of times they're, you know, I'm either an intellectual or mm-hmm. I'm a feeler and I need to feel the presence of God. Right. Um, and they do go hand in hand, but I think you can do, like you said, both. You can mm-hmm. do research, but you also say, I want a personal experience with that God that is alive. Right. And, and mm-hmm. God, as I read these gospel accounts, reveal yourself, reveal your truth to me—that mm-hmm. this is real and what it means for me in my life. Yeah. Mm. Well, and and
0: another thing I, I know a lot of people have trouble with when they're talking about and reading these different accounts of the resurrection and thinking about this is the the fact that now Jesus is just randomly appearing to people in bodily form. He's mm-hmm. and. To me, that's it's a theme that has kind of recurred here on this podcast and in uh, Doug's Genesis Bible study that he did at the beginning of the year, that uh, God exists outside of this thing called space-time. He exists outside of our linear existence. And so at the point that Jesus is resurrected— he now his physical body is now no longer bound by the limitations of space time. I know that sounds like tinfoil hat oh, yeah. science no, fiction. No, it doesn't. Kind of stuff, it's actually but yeah. really
1: good. It, it, it's what Paul says exactly yeah. in the passages mm-hmm. we read, which I do want to dive a little bit deeper into. But I want to. Do we want to talk anything else about Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John?
2: Um, I think. Say, yeah, I might say, uh, so to me, you know, you can go to each account and say, oh, this is Luke's the doctor, and that's why he puts that in, and, mm-hmm. you know, get really into the minutia of it, which is interesting and fun. But um, to me, I like to take all four together and say, what are common themes? Mm-hmm. And one common theme is Christ, you know, when he's appearing um, to to the Marys and stuff, saying, go and tell, Mm -hmm. go and tell. Mm -hmm. So I see that, you know, uh, the Matthew account ends with the great commission. Mm -hmm. So from the very instant that he was resurrected, he's saying the, reminding them of the purpose of Uh it. So that was something that stuck out to me. The other thing that stuck out to me is that the disciples literally in each account had to come around to the resurrection that it truly was. And it's, and it's like, this was prophesied. Mm -hmm. I even told you this recently was going to happen a few days ago. Uh Actually, I told you that I was (laughs) going to die and come back to life. And they're like, what just happened? Yeah. And it gives me hope sure. as yes. a human being that struggles with belief sometimes, and you know those moments where you're really close to God, and then five minutes later, you're like, "How did I get this far away?" Being human, it shows that the disciples struggled with that too. Mm-hmm. So I see that kind of theme yeah, in those good. gospels, um, and and then, like I said, just the 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 eyewitness testimony. I think that the in one of these accounts. Um, the doubting Thomas, mm-hmm. where he's like, yeah. "I need to put my hand yeah. there," and again, that's telling us that this is not just. Yeah, it's it's this resurrected Jesus isn't a human body, but he had he is fully God, and mm-hmm. we're seeing that glorified. You know, where he just appears in the mm-hmm. upper room, basically yeah. walking through a door or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, you know, it is a, a God, his Godlike. Hundred percent being God, yeah. but also he's he's physically there, yeah. because Thomas is, and mm-hmm. and that's included there. We look at he he doubted, and that's mm-hmm. and I think that's the main part of it. But yeah. also just he touched him, like mm-hmm. he, he put his hand right there, and so those are, I think, to me the things that kind of stood out. It just consistently in all of those that kind of pulls the the four gospel passages yeah. together.
0: Well, and. The people in first century Israel, they knew what a dead body looked like. Right. They knew what happened when people died. Mm-hmm. It, people didn't get up. You know, it wasn't a yep. common thing. And so they expected Jesus to be dead. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it would be pretty surprising. It would take me a minute to say, now, wait a second. What just happened here? Right. Are, are we sure that this really happened? So I I totally don't fault the disciples and the people that saw him after he Was resurrected Mm -hmm. for like scratching their head for a minute, right? Because it had never happened before. Right. Right. This this was a new thing that happened. Right.
2: So.
1: (laughs) Right. Yep. Yes, and that's what um, Paul later. Mm -hmm. So of our readings this week, there's the four accounts of Jesus being resurrected, Mm -hmm. which is the only miracle that and feeding the five thousand that's listed in all four gospels. Yeah. Um, And we know that the resurrection one is pretty important because it's the basis of what we believe Mm -hmm. about not only our God and the person we serve and worship, but Mm -hmm. it's the basis of what we believe about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what Paul explains to the Corinthians. So a few years later, we're talking about how... um, Jesus revealed himself to Paul. Paul had this big life transformation, becomes blind, can see, he's, he's new. We know that mm-hmm. he was an enemy of Christians, and then all of a sudden he was one. Yeah. In his life, there was a major transformation when he encountered Jesus. And so later, um, people are starting to doubt, again, the resurrection, and they're like, we're a little bit further off in time could this have really happened, did it? And Paul's writing to the Corinthians and reminding them about what this resurrection is about. Mm -hmm. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, um, it's interesting as you start reading about the resurrection of the dead Mm -hmm. and the resurrection of our bodies, um, there's a common misconception that the Greeks believed at the time, which Paul's speaking to, but we actually still believe it today, or we're just misinformed, I think, because we don't understand what, what happens about our physical bodies. So mm-hmm. you were talking about Thomas actually touching the the scars in Jesus's hand. So I had actually asked my youth this question, what happens to our bodies after we die? Um, and so then I like ask, I challenge you to think, like, what what mm-hmm. do y'all think? I don't want you, to, I don't want to call you out here, but what happens to our bodies or maybe what does the world think happens to our bodies when we die?
2: Well, I mean, it's pretty— Well, the world would say you become an angel, like yeah, whatever that means. Right, soul floats up right, and you're right, like a right.
1: fairy dust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's— yep. it's...
0: I, I'm going to get maybe, I don't know, different than that, but I don't think that our souls are necessarily separable from our bodies, you know? Yeah. So I I think there's there's a mystery that happens there that right. I don't understand. That you know, when when Jesus comes back, everything new heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem, all that stuff, I think there's gonna be some really interesting things happening on the earth.
1: Yeah, that's with, that's a yeah. really yeah. great point when you just say, I don't really know, I don't understand, but um that's what Paul says. Right. He says we actually can't imagine mm-hmm. what our resurrected bodies will be like. So,
2: I think, yeah. And, and so, to answer your question for me, I'd say like we don't know, but I feel like scripture is consistent that there is a physical form. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. different. So, if you can follow this, it's different and similar yeah. to. Our regular form, meaning I, there's there's definitely a discontinuity. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely different, like, whoa, whoa, I can't, I wouldn't have imagined that. Mm-hmm. But then, oh, that is still, that person who was unique on earth is still unique. Like, each, yeah. each person is distinct. It's not a million angels that all look the same. Yeah. I think, you know, because we are each one God's creation, yeah. I think that there's, and that's as far as I can go. And that mm-hmm. we're distinct in a way, and there is some continuity, but also not. Yeah. That's
1: right. Well, there's
2: so. there's inherent decay
0: in our bodies from the day we're born. You know, we grow, we age, and all of that is the the effects of sin in the world. Mm-hmm. And when that's removed for good once and for all. We don't have any idea what that looks like. Right. It's going to look like something, but we don't know what it is.
1: Right. And, <laughs> and it's... Funny the first point that you made up about like people just think that we're we're all angels and then we just go to heaven and we're just souls or orbs or floating around or whatever. And, um, but that's (laughs) what the Greeks believe. They believe there was a separation Mm -hmm. and the soul, you know, went off to this place and the body was left here to decay. And, um, I think that a lot of Christians kind of have this picture of that. Like they're thinking an angelic, like soulish form. But, um, but Paul. Paul says that if there was no resurrection then then why have I done all this? Mm-hmm. Why have I put myself in in harm's way and why then does was Jesus Jesus's physical body raised if mm-hmm. mine also will not be raised? And I have a group conver- group text with all my um close girlfriends from high school and I don't know how this came up but they were talking about um some lotion that someone discovered that has really helped their stretch marks. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here with two males, so they don't get this, but whenever no. I get what, patients what coming do? and asking
2: about that, that all true. the time, that yeah. is true. So, you, you are a dermatologist. Yeah. So, they're so like, I have a little bit more insight than maybe yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Um, I got nothing on that one. Right.
1: So they, they just had babies and they're like, you know, these stretch marks, how do everyone's talking about this? And then it just kind of come, came up. One person was like, well, I can't wait till just, I have a, a new life and I don't have any more stretch marks and my body's perfect. Right, Haley? Because I'm like the, the pastor in the group. So people think I know, you know, like about the afterlife or something. And I hated to burst everyone's bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, yeah, afterlife, no more stretch marks. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I don't know because when Jesus in his new resurrected body, he still had scars. Mm-hmm. And yeah. part of what we go through here on earth shapes us into who we are. Mm-hmm. And that carries with right. us. Yeah. And um, I don't know if we're going to have stretch marks, but I do know that stretch marks are a sign of, of what God created to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. And some people even view it that way. I've seen a photographer that said he was doing like edits on his wife, and his wife was like, Why didn't you remove my stretch marks? Like, get rid of those. And he was like, Oh, I. I didn't really like notice them to be edited. Mm-hmm. Like when I saw that, I looked at that with yeah. beauty, and, and and as a Christian male, he he viewed his wife in a way that mm-hmm. uh, as a sign of their love together and what God created and goodness. Mm-hmm. He kind of saw that as beautiful, and parts of our scars may carry over yeah, uh-huh. with us, and that's why we do. And this is what I tell the youth, like. That's why we, what we do here, like the decisions that we make and the things that we do with our body, it, it affects everything we're gonna be over into our new life. Yep. We, we are not, God's not gonna just blow up the whole earth and our bodies and start all over. Heaven is gonna come down to earth. We will be made new mm-hmm. and Parts of what we do are like dress rehearsal. We're prepping. Yeah. We're, right. we're prepping mm-hmm. for the new life mm-hmm. that is to come. So what we do here now with our bodies matters. How we treat our earth here now matters because it's going to carry on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be made new. Mm-hmm. We don't know how. Mm-hmm. Um But it's just really important that Paul says, we can't just eat, drink, and be married because we're all going to die tomorrow. That's not what this is about. (laughs) We wake up with a vision, I'm going to live today as a new resurrected Mm -hmm. human because that's who God's called me to be. And it's going to matter when this is all said and done. Mm
0: -hmm, Right. I've had, uh, and I don't know if I've said it on a podcast episode before, but uh, one of my former pastors would say, you know, if all it was was about, heaven and, and getting there, and that our life on earth didn't really matter, then when we baptize you, we just hold you under until the bubble stops. Oh, that's, yes, yeah. that's so
1: good. <laughs> the that's minute right. you
0: convert, you uh-huh. should, there's no reason to yeah. stay. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And, and, but we don't do that because what we do here matters. And so I, I think a large part of uh, really what Paul is trying to say in this Corinthians passage is mm-hmm. let's make it count. Mm. Let's let's really live into this idea of resurrection. Yeah, right. Let's live into this. I don't know this new thing that's already here but not yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one of the uh, the concepts that I can't grasp, but I absolutely love the the already not yet kind of thing. yeah So it's already new. Right. But we're still waiting for it. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, we we are experiencing the new. So mm-hmm. and this. I don't know, this might be a good place to kind of land the plane here. But when we think like, how is the resurrection? How does that affect me daily? Mm -hmm. Like, does my life look different or do I think about that? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, just in my daily life. When we are living as a new resurrected Christian, well, not fully resurrected yet, but we've met, we've, We have a new life. Mm -hmm. Then for Paul, at least, what he says is that the old self, I do what I don't want to do. um, But with Jesus, I can be more fully of what I want to do. I can do the things I want to do. I can be more fully who I want to be. So I think about that like, okay, yesterday, like I woke up. And if I wake up and I'm like, okay, I got to live a new resurrected life today. What does that mean? So that means when my alarm went off at 5 a.m., I actually don't want to get up and go to the gym. Right? Right. <laughs> but I can sit there and be like, man, you know, God is so good. And I feel really good when I leave the gym. And He created me to exercise my lungs and be healthy. And, and so I make that decision to get up and I feel new mm-hmm. after that. Like, and I do it. And then I come home and, and I eat breakfast. And here, there in 30 minutes, there's another decision that I have to make. Mm-hmm that is gonna be, am I gonna live an old self or an old way? Or am I gonna make the decision that brings me new life and makes me feel better? Um and that's what we have to think about. Yeah. Our daily decisions mm-hmm. are are they towards our old self or are they in a new life and in a new way? And yeah. the decision Jesus would support.
2: Yeah. And hopefully, you know, as this episode airs, it's mm-hmm. just after Easter. Mm-hmm. And so we should be reminded about that all the time, yeah, but really associating exactly what the Gospels and Apostle Paul were saying is that this resurrection, which really happened, happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's about it's it was for us. And it's not just a story to tell and pass on, mm-hmm. but it is, you know, God redeeming his people. It's, you know, we've we've looked at. Why we needed the resurrection yep. in in this series, mm-hmm. and went through, you know, uh, the historical, the Old Testament. We talked about Passover and atonement, and how you know people once a year would, I got to get rid of my sin, so mm-hmm. let's sacrifice, let's sacrifice a lamb, let's sacrifice, yeah. and then the prophets foretold that someone would come to be the final lamb mm-hmm. and take all the sins of the world. And that that does, the apostle Paul saying that that conversion that you had, what you believed that Christ came back to life mm-hmm. is to mean something to you. It is to mean that you can experience resurrection. Your body can experience resurrection and living into that and the joy and the peace and all that stuff that sh- Christians should have because of that, that you can't fully experience if you don't believe that Christ did die mm-hmm. for your sins, that He did bring you eternal life, like it's right. cliche, but if you really put that into practice and say that's supposed to mean something to me mm-hmm. and how I live my life, like Haley was saying, yeah,
0: let's Good. make make the new thing something new in your life. You know, mm, yeah, if, if it changed things in history yep. on you know that that Sunday morning
2: why How's can't it change it? in yep. you? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's got to change in me. And he, really and he good. ends that verse 58 again, just kind of as Jesus yeah. ends those, mm-hmm. uh, um, those gospel accounts with the great commission, like here's the purpose of this. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just to, you know, take away your sins. It wasn't just to give you eternal mm-hmm. life. You're still here on this earth yeah. to go and make disciples. And the apostle Paul says in verse 58, therefore, my beloved brethren be steadfast and, immovable and always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. It's yeah. good stuff. Mm-hmm. That is really good stuff. So I, I guess
0: with that, we, we kind of Yeah, like you said, we're landing the plane here. (laughs)
2: Landed. I don't think it crashed. I mean, we'll we'll let's see. We'll see what happens. How the reviews go, but I think that it. I I think that was an Air Force landing. (laughs) You know, not a Navy landing. Right,
0: right. (laughs) Which is good. Yeah, a little more experience. (laughs) Right. Uh, But but that being said, uh, Josh, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It's been really fun getting to hear uh the all the different voices from this podcast season so you being yet another one i i just i love getting to share these moments with the the
2: the laity the the laity the 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 unexperienced folks you are far from unexperienced so but yes thank you very much for for being
0: here and uh you out there let us know what questions you have still things that maybe made you go hmm as you were reading this week and we will maybe address those in another upcoming question and answer session so be on the lookout for that whenever it rolls around uh, we do pre-record these so i don't know exactly when, when it'll be the the question and answer question and answer sessions happen but they do come around every once in a while so be on the lookout for those send us your questions to ask going deeper at gmail.com Subscribe, like, write a review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast information. And I guess that's all I have for today. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.